You're listening to Always Open number 140. If you hear something you'd like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. Hey guys, Barbara here. You're about to watch an incredible season finale of Always Open, season 10. We've been doing this for 10 seasons, if you could believe it. Since September of 2016, Always Open has been hard. It has been incredible. It has been humbling and in honor of a lifetime to be able to work on the show. And both Meryl and I and everyone who works on the show, thank you for your support and your dedication to it over the last 10 seasons. We would not have been able to make it without you. And to know that we've had any effect on anyone's life is all we could ask for. Um, but like a lot of things, a lot of shows, a lot of productions, we have to recognize when it's maybe time to say goodbye. And both Meryl and I have discussed it and feel like over time, we've said what we wanted to say, we've addressed things that we wanted to address, and we're ready to move on to the next creative project. Um, and that doesn't mean necessarily that Always Open is going away or that it's never gonna come back, but for the time being, it is going on hiatus. If you still need your dose of Always Open, we are doing Just the Boys, which is just the box of issues questions. We're reading those and answering your questions every Friday on RTTV at 11.30 a.m. Central, so you could come and join us for that. Um, but for the time being, it is going on hiatus, and hopefully we'll have more information in the future. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you for everything, your support, for sharing the show with other people, for watching it for commenting, for sending in your questions. It wouldn't have been what it is without you guys. So from the bottom of my heart and everyone who's worked on the show, thank you. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy this season 10 finale. Of course, I'm gonna mess it up right at the end. We love you guys. everyone welcome back to another episode of always open it's the last episode of the season so thank you for sticking with us for this whole time while we've been doing this from quarantine i'm your host barbara dunkelman and joining me today is the lovely mariel salcedo what's up i can't believe it has been holy shit <laughs> we've done every <laughs> almost every ep i've done every episode for this season from my house which is insane because i feel like i was sitting and it was March and I blinked and now it's almost June. So it's crazy. Whoa. Time is flying by. Uh, and uh, in addition to the lovely Meryl Salcedo, we have the uh, gorgeous Gavin Even lovelier. Free. Why did you say it like it was a question mark? Because I was trying to think of a G word to go along with Gavin. Oh, well, thank you very much. And that was the first one I could think of. I don't know how accurate it is, but uh, that's up for the audience to determine. And last, but certainly not least, not least, special, special guest who we've been trying to get on the show for so long. And as we were discussing right before it started, uh, it only took a global pandemic to make it happen. We have the fabulous, ravishing Raul Coley joining there us today. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good uh, morning. To those of us who've just woken up, cough, cough, Raul. I'm on, the, I'm on a different time zone. 
You are. It's true. You're in, I mean, on I, the I'm, West Coast. It's still noon. But in quarantine, <laughs> it might as well be like 7 a.m. I agree. Right. Wow. I know. that I've had so much trouble waking up early during this whole time. I also, I guess it's because I can't go to sleep at a normal time, like a normal human time. Uh, Gavin, you were just talking about how, uh, was it last night you made a cup of coffee at 11 p.m.? Yeah, it was earlier this week. I sort of just <laughs> lost track of what day and time it was and I was editing and then after I drank it, I was like, it's almost midnight. Why did I do that? <laughs> I, but do you do tea I, at night time? Oh. Or can you I not usually do, do caffeine do a tea. at all? Uh, I can get away with having a tea, like a proper caffeinated tea, but um, Meg always has the sleepy time tea, so I've just been making that as well for ease. But, uh, you know, I grew up in England, so I feel like time? you can have a, a 9pm real tea and still I take sleep. I take one to bed yeah I'll take nice, a cup of tea it? to bed with like I did uh, the other night I was watching the Epstein documentary and I and I just destroyed a pack of Jaffa cakes and, uh, <laughs> in bed like at four in the morning and fell asleep it's comforting to have a tea in the it's something that I've never been able to rub off on any American that I've lived with which has been one of them but um, <laughs> any know, of them. It, it's All been ones. like four hours since we've had a tea, and I'll be like, "Oh, fancy a cuppa?" And she'll be like, "Well, we had, we already had a tea this week." It's like, no, we need to have <laughs> several per day. And what they what? don't realize is, is that you've actually cut back because you're not at home because it's one an hour. It's usually it's regimented. Yeah. it's just constant. Yeah, there'll be times <laughs> in England where I'd be, like someone would offer me a tea, and I would just neck the bottom of my last tea. Just to, <laughs> yeah, just to have the next one. Absolutely. So What's in sleepy time tea to make it sleepy time? Some, I don't know, herbal, caffeineless something. It's not as good. Herbal. Sorry, I already know, having two Brits on the show, I'm going to unintentionally copy your accent. <laughs> it's, it's, isn't that like a form of flattery when you're around somebody and you pick up little pieces of their mannerisms and things like that? Isn't that some form of flattery? Well, imitation, yeah. It probably it's the best depends. Form of flattery, right? it's, yeah, it depends. <laughs> yeah, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it depends. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I think if it's like, oh, I like your accent, that sounds nice. But if you're like, oh, hey, my, oh, uh, <laughs> like what I usually do to Gavin, yeah, that's right. a daily basis. But yeah. <laughs> well, maybe if you didn't do that so often, I wouldn't imitate you. <laughs> time. Uh, but yeah, Roll, we're so happy to finally get you on the show. Uh, how you've been holding up with all of this going on? Um, I've been like um i'm like really good which you know is check your privilege time <laughs> like, yeah so uh, it's it's um i'm fortunate to just be able to just stay inside and um paint model kits so you know the covid19 thing for me was very much um just staying indoors keeping you know i'm i'm also because of the way like shows work i'm used to kind of being off season like but you know we would have um hiatuses where from you know almost march until august you're between between seasons so yeah um but yeah so it's been it's been fine but obviously that's not the case for a lot of people but um it's just been an opportunity to like consume disgusting amounts of media <laughs> of all forms um yeah. yeah so that's been that's been cool to kind of catch up on some some shows and stuff yeah. And I, how's the situation over in Los Angeles? Because uh, I assume that's where you are. Yeah. It's, okay. uh, I don't know. Because I, I went super Walking Dead with this. I, at no point, <laughs> uh, challenged 
anything i didn't try to do anything normal and have a look and 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 risk a drive like i don't think i've left this apartment bar once or twice maybe to go to the shops real quick for something i couldn't get online so but i know that los angeles is effectively open now to a certain degree provided you wear masks and practice social mm -hmm. distancing um things also like yeah. this episode will come out uh i believe june 8th and 9th on youtube oh. uh so it's going to be interesting even compared to what we're talking about now to where we are in like a For week sure. and a half from now yeah well like uh one of the things that's come i, I think by the time this airs Gavin knows our foot our sports will be back. They're doing that yeah. now. That's, really? Yeah, that's a week, probably a week from when this airs. Um, they're going to be playing sports with no crowds. Um, it's what be they so are with weird. football. I know, right? They were like, <laughs> apparently they they've been Germany have been doing it for the last couple of weeks, and once uh, at one game they had cardboard cutouts to fill the stands, <laughs> and recently they were playing audio of just crowd noises to what? the players. Yeah, so it's all experimental right now. Did about... they have a guy like on sliders for like cheering and <laughs> maybe just like one sample of the referees a wanker to start playing out? I, like I like the DJ idea of it there. being like a Home Alone, like Macaulay Culkin. They have like a Michael, <laughs> someone just like a Michael Jordan on a train track, cardboard cut out and stuff. But yeah, I so feel like as a Liverpool fan, mm. uh, the last season must have been very interesting. The last 30 years have been interesting. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I, it's been, it's, of course it was, like, it was hard. Look, like, let's, let's be honest. Like, we all know just how, you know, dangerous that's been and how heartbreaking it's been for a lot of families and the economy and stuff. But also, it's hard because you want to wrestle with the things that you prioritize. So it was, you know, I'm super scared about, say, my father who suffers from COPD and, lives in london and my my, my brother-in-law is a doctor and he was working on the front line so you have you know you have those fears but at the same time i was also pissed off that the we were stopped two games before we were going to win the league <laughs> almost to the same degree <laughs> which, so you know um, and it was an amazing season because there was absolutely no doubt that liverpool were yeah, gonna win. six points or just, yeah, even three if Man City dropped their next game. So it, and it yeah. felt funny. Uh, uh, like, for anyone who doesn't know, our team uh, for Liverpool haven't won the league in 30 years. We've come close. Last year, we lost out by one point, which it's almost unheard of. Oh, my God. And we finally, we, we battered everyone so hard. We're 25 points clear, which is the biggest lead a team has ever had at that point in the season. <laughs> and then COVID came along. Um <laughs> So, who's the, who's yeah. the big rivalry to Liverpool? It, it overall, it will always be Manchester United. Uh, but do you think currently... Manchester United developed COVID nineteen in an effort? To <laughs> stop? Conspiracy theory. I wouldn't feel. I wouldn't be surprised. It does feel. It does feel so. It feels like we're cursed a little bit. But um. But yeah, currently our Manchester City would be our rivals. I know, Gavin, you're Tottenham. I am a Tottenham fan. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> should we end the show now? It's going to be an issue. Should we cut this, all this bits out? <laughs> <Should we> just... <laughs> I will say there's something very exciting about going to a football match. Uh, when I was in, I was traveling in the fall and I went to um, a Barcelona match. And Oh, nice. And it was like, I mean, I just happened to be in Barcelona and there happened to be a match that night. 
And I was kind of like, ah, should I go? I mean, I'm not like a huge uh, football soccer fan. My family's Mexican, so obviously they are. Um, and I told my brother and he was like, if you do not go, like, I will not forgive you. Like, this is a once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity. Like, you can go see um, Messi play. You can go see, uh, well, I can't remember what his last name is, but I think we have the same last name. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and it, it was just like I was completely alone. But and again, not as a, a football fan, but it like lost my goddamn mind being there and just like feeling the energy of all these people who are just like losing their absolute minds over this and it was really yeah, fucking cool the energy yeah, it's those be things so different insane it really is i mean if you think I'm, about like if you stood in a room full of five people shouting at you angrily you could feel negative energy right that's what that feels like when you walk into yeah. a pub that's got some issues you can feel a room in that negative <laughs> energy yeah. when you go to a football game and there are a hundred thousand people positively cheering at something it's like it, it does it has this like feeling it's it's so i don't know i, I and I it literally it. has a feeling sometimes like if there's like an absolute cracker last minute goal that wins you the game it like vibrates the stadium with just screaming and people jumping up and it's like i can feel this in my bones it's incredible they're gonna have one person in the stands just going Whoa! <laughs> 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 just clapping quietly yeah, do the yeah, players the have to so like different. social? I mean, how do the players handle it? Are they just <laughs> yeah, like it's a bit of a mess it? because so the uh, the Bundesliga are the only ones at the moment who had opened during this lockdown, and they so like you're. I don't know how it worked, but you're not allowed to celebrate the goal. So the players couldn't go within six feet of each other if they scored, but then they would still tackle each other and be there next to each other and defend, but they couldn't shake hands. It was, it's a fucking mess. Like, I don't know how they figured it out. I, I really wanted to watch a bit of it. I just haven't had a chance to see what Guys, it Guys, it's like. cool if you just full on make out, but just don't touch each other's hands, okay? It's the one thing. It's going to no be so against all of their human nature to not run and hug each other. Yeah, how are they gonna? How are they doing it? I have They'll no. Just be like, should st still be like, nice. <laughs> well, well done. They're just standing across the field, just like <laughs> you score like the the ninetieth minute winner, and then have you know, and it's a, a wonder goal from thirty yards out, and then you have to touch elbows with someone, like you have to have the foresight to go, oh yeah, yeah, cool, thanks, nice one. It's, it's gonna game, be weird game, watching like Premier League games potentially have the same atmosphere as like your local town's team <laughs> like, where you can like hear the sounds of like the ball hitting the net and stuff that you like would never hear game. in a stadium <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny because we talked on, on the rt podcast i think gus is the one who brought this up how there's a restaurant somewhere that are putting like cutouts of people in it to make it feel like the restaurant is more crowded to comfort people who are going there and also to like space out seating at the tables. Which sounds like the worst because when I walk into an empty restaurant, it's like the best day of my life. <laughs> oh, I know, right? Also, apparently, and he just told us this recently, like he told us that first, which is like, okay, that's weird, whatever. And then he followed up by saying the people, the fake people that are going to be there, I think it's mannequins actually that are going to be there. They're going to be dressed in like 50s, 40s and 50s attire. <laughs> <laughs> it's like another level of confusion that I don't really understand 
the reason for? That or? just feels more unsettling than any empty <laughs> restaurant. Like just <laughs> you and mannequins. Like yeah, yeah. you just feel like you're having dinner on like a nuclear test site. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, very weird times we're living in. This episode of Always Open is brought to you by Me Undies. The next time you walk to your mailbox, if you're lucky, you'll find an incredibly soft pair of Me Undies. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about Me Undies so many times by now, but I really cannot get enough of them. I think they are the only underwear I own. Uh, and I also can't stop wearing their pajama pants. I think I wear them all day, every day. They keep cool, so you're nice and comfortable, but they're also soft and cozy at the same time. They're wonderful. I can't get enough of them. So anyway, back to discovering those undies in your mailbox. We're going to tell you how to make that a reality every single month. MeUndies has this brilliant thing called an undies membership, where every month the softest undies ever appear at your door. The convenience factor is clutch. You never have to leave the house. Oh, and you also get site-wide savings, early access, and free shipping. So easy and very nice. MeUndies has made a is made from Micromodal and an irresistibly soft, sustainable fabric that encases your nether regions in cloud-like comfort. It's magically made from trees, another reason to give them a hug. <laughs> Me undies are offered in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL. To get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash open. That's meundies.com slash open, 15% off. Uh, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Cannot recommend them, them enough. So go enjoy your Me Undies and every other Me Undies product under the sun. Thank you, Me Undies. Now back to the show. Uh, but let's get things uh, rolling on this episode. We're going to play uh, Never Have I Ever. If you guys don't know how it works, it's actually a little differently on the show. What we do is uh, I'll, I'll read a card. I have some cards from an actual Never Have I Ever board game that I purchased and I'll read the card. And if you have done it, just raise your hand and we'll then uh, call you out on it. Can I lie? No, you can. I mean, I, <laughs> we wouldn't know. Uh, all right, let's get things started. So hand goes up if I have done it. If you have. If you okay. have done it. Okay. All right. Have you ever faked a family member's death to get out of a commitment? I mean, whoa! Oh, I tried to get, I tried to get free <laughs> sponsorship. Oh yeah! <laughs> really? It was my first forum post on the Rooster Teeth website when I was fourteen, 14 and I just yeah. I, I didn't have any money, and it cost like twenty dollars to become a super sponsor of the site. So it's like, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, um, all all my family has died. Can I get free free sponsorship? Also, it's my birthday. And, uh, <laughs> and it didn't it didn't work. Yeah, oh no man. shit. That's awesome. But that that's not get that's getting free stuff, not getting out of something. Yeah, so, never to get out of something. Yeah. Roa, what did you do? Oh, I've done it so many times. I can't I don't know I, I don't know about specific moments, but like <laughs> I, I give so little a shit about stuff. So I know that like my grandmother whenever a relative has died. I know I've absolutely had them die six different times <laughs> afterwards because I feel like that's the gift that my family member gave me. Like when my uncle died, they can now die six more times for different commitments. Um, but I've I've done it in advance. Um, it's usually, and I, I it's probably also like, because I'm just a bit of an idiot, I probably don't even need to go that hard. Like I'm not around tonight was would probably suffice. 
I always seem to just go too hard. Um, Are you just afraid that like if you give some excuse like oh I don't feel like it or or I have other plans, like people your friends or people close to you won't feel like that's enough of an excuse, so you have to kind of escalate it. I feel like I always worry about what like uh, disappointing people. So if yeah. you say no and and it's not a good enough excuse, it sounds like I just don't want to do the thing you want me to do, and it's a reflection of what I think of you. Um, whereas someone dying probably means it like <laughs> means I think less of you. I, I I lied about it, but yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I used to do this thing. I don't know why this has just reminded me of it, but when I used to fuck up as a kid, this is so bad. Um, my <laughs> say me and my sister were fighting and I'm the one that instigated it or I'm the one that got paint everywhere and my mum would come in and <clears throat> my mum would say to me did you do it and I'd say no of course not I didn't do it my sister obviously saying I did and my mum would look at me and she'd go swear on my life right now swear on my life that you didn't do this and I'd look her in her fucking eyes oh my god as a seven-year-old girl <laughs> swear I didn't do this lying and my sister immediately would just go, because she thought mum would just get struck by lightning. <laughs> Did you like keep a, keep a close eye on her for the rest of the week just to make sure that she was? Of course, yeah. I still made sure like, you know, she was wearing a, a safety belt and things. But um, yeah. Well, yeah. think of how many commitments you could get out of though if your mom actually died. Like, I, man, you'd have that as an excuse for years. If I, I die, think you... honestly, please, like... <laughs> fake mourn and get out of it's my gift to you that's your the inherent that's what i've left everyone i that that cares about me that's my will like you can get out of work for six weeks if you want like enjoy yourselves <laughs> meryl what about you which family member of you uh accidentally or uh oh wrong i think I, I think i killed my grandma a few times uh <laughs> in high school and then she actually did die, and then that oh, was no. pretty fucking sad. Um, gosh, I I remember it wasn't even there. I've I've killed family members, of course, for for different reasons. But um, there was one time in high school that I didn't kill anyone, but I made up a fake relative, like I made up a fake sister. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Just because I wanted to seem interesting and have some kind of sob story, so I came up with this story that. Um, my mom had my two brothers and then cheated on my dad to have and had a like had a sibling a sister and then got back with my dad and had me and so it's like yeah we just have this sister that we like don't ever talk about um and i kept it up for like a year or two in middle school for some reason and all my friends are always like oh my god like around my mom they'd be like you know she did that thing and it was such a shitty thing to do to my mom who's like a perfect angel and would never cheat on my dad and would never like i don't know it was just like it was one of those things where you know when you just want to seem interesting and you're trying to figure out like okay like everyone else is cool like what what kind of cool story can i have you know mm -hmm. um and yeah, yeah i, so I get that totally but i mean i mean when you're at school you've not done anything You've not done anything right. impressive yet. Right. <laughs> That's why I was always surprised when, when like people were like, "Yeah, yeah, I was a really popular kid at school." I'm always just like, "How though? Like, what did you have? What was Who so did you good? kill? What secret family did you come from to make yourself cool at school at that age?" Yeah, yeah. I didn't do anything till I was like 16. Right. I still remember the moment in high school where I told my friends that I had lost my virginity, and I felt like the 
coolest motherfucker in the entire <laughs> building in that moment because everyone was like freaking out and they were like jumping up and down they're like yeah you did it i guess because like all my friends were um you know a little more uh <laughs> experienced than i was <laughs> uh, at the time and so they were just like waiting for me to catch up to them and so in that moment i was just like why are we glorifying this? This feels weird, but I'm popular, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but I've never killed a family member. You guys are horrible. Well, you know, sometimes it happens. Just kidding. Um, have you ever fallen asleep during sex? Yeah. <laughs> that was a very right. uncertain hand raise. Yeah, because it wasn't <clears throat> sex. It was. A, <laughs> I fell asleep uh, towards the end, maybe of a sixty-nine. <laughs> I hope you were on top. I was not, and that's probably why. Because oh, you, you were lying down. You're already lying down, and it's late. <laughs> and, like, uh, and it probably got dark. Uh. <laughs> exactly, and you can't breathe, and it's got hot. <laughs> And you just, and I, maybe I passed out, not fell asleep. I don't know. Maybe it was like oxygen. I was deprived. But um, yeah, I think that absolutely happened for sure. Yeah, it did. Oh, my God. Oh, if that's not the title of this episode, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Falling asleep while 69ing. While 69ing. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I've definitely like been comfortable enough to potentially like close my eyes and drift off. But... I feel like not like maybe in my experience with sex, things are always kind of like changing up frequently enough that it keeps you on your toes. But I've never been in a situation where it was such a monotonous kind of calming experience that I would have fallen asleep. But I feel like it's more common for people who have a lot of drunk sex. I feel like I've, a lot of oh, yeah. stories I've heard from from buddies and stuff is usually, you know, we was we started obviously i was fucking drunk and somewhere along the way there's just a <laughs> so i yeah i don't know about sober falling asleep that seems super rare yeah I, yeah just the motion Meryl alone seems like that's exactly what you do to stay awake but right i don't know unless you pretend you're on a boat and it's just kind of like... <laughs> that's true <laughs> Meryl, what's uh what's your story then were well, you drinking Oh, yeah. No, mine was um, after a wedding. Uh, the girl that I was dating, she was a bridesmaid. And after the wedding, we snuck away to, you know, in, in, enjoy a bit of each other. And then we're just, <laughs> again, like Rolf said, just fucking wasted and couldn't <laughs> keep my eyes open. Um, but yeah. Were you, was she on you or were you on her? <laughs> I think I was on top. <laughs> she's a top baby uh so i inevitably fell asleep just kind of like this you know just hanging out <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh okay uh have you ever <laughs> waking up from that <laughs> <laughs> why are my fingers pruny <laughs> it's like oh, god my fingers fucking hurt <laughs> Oh, it's probably one of the worst things I've ever done on this show. 
Uh, saving the best. And for it's last. funny because we had all the information before you did that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever logged into someone else's email and looked through? Email? Like, you want to, like, check on their business? Oh. Um, so Wait. this was, I, I guess it, like, it's not 100% accurate with the card. I opened a computer that was still in someone else's email. And this was a person who I was dating at the time who I was uh, convinced was cheating on me. And this person would often use email as a form of communication with people. Who's and Hillary Clinton? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I had a, a really hot summer with Hillary Clinton one time. It was crazy. Uh, yes, and I unfortunately found uh, a few emails that were oh, no. not uh, nice to read from someone who you're in a relationship with. But yeah, I felt terrible about it because it's an invasion of privacy. And I think this is kind of like a common debate with people of like, if you end up looking through someone's phone or someone's email of someone who you think is cheating on you and you find something incriminating, who's in the wrong? Like, are you wrong for snooping and, and like essentially ruining that trust? Or is it not really that wrong because you felt suspicious? I, I don't know. It's a I've never known the answer to that. I've, I've always think... assumed it was not okay to look. I think there's again. I think the reason why no one can answer it straight is because it, there's a there's a balance. There's a there's a happy medium. Um, if you're a shady bastard, uh, and like you are fully just because you know you people give off vibes. Like it, it depends what you like. You sometimes invite that mistrust. You've created that mistrust, so you are in 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 a, in, in an essence responsible for that. Like. You've mm -hmm. you've left breadcrumbs, or your you, 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 people can then they can sort of sense it. On the other flip side of that, some people just don't trust, no matter what you do. So like that's why right. I think it's it's I think it's case to case. But at the same time, like with with Barbara there, like <clears throat> yes, it was an invasion of privacy, but like you felt that you already had suspicions, and that's sort of like what the police do. You know, they you have, sometimes they do rifle through your garbage and they find the murder weapon. I know right. they probably shouldn't be looking through your garbage, but you know, you already created it. You know, you were already suspicious. So right. I don't know. It's I think it's case to case. And like I don't, I don't, I didn't feel good about it. I didn't feel like I was in the right for doing it. But it's always kind of a shitty situation when you do find something that kind of proves your suspicions, and you're like, yeah. well, damn. Like now I have to say something about but then it. In obviously, hindsight, <laughs> in hindsight, what do you do? Because now that we know that effectively you were being cheated on what like so so you shouldn't have looked and then just wait until what he confesses or you literally like it, so it's right i uh, i don't know it's a it's, it's a tough one a never ending debate i don't think there is a right or wrong answer to it honestly i think just don't be shitty and have trust in people that you're with i feel attacked Good <laughs> uh <laughs> we'll do a couple more uh have you? <laughs> oh God! I can't wait. Have you ever shown someone else your shit? <laughs> oh God! Yes. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? I got dysentery. I had to show everyone. Uh, 
Ögens storsampo. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I did, I did that recently because I got a colonoscopy a couple years ago. Uh, and I had to do that. I wasn't even referring to that one. Hmm. Oh, no. I mean, I was fully like bleeding out of my asshole and sending pictures of it to my mom and girlfriend. Like, is this normal? <laughs> Should I seek help? <laughs> <laughs> And that was the only time? Oh, I mean, there's got to, there's definitely, I mean, I don't think that there's been plenty more times, but I'm sure there's been at least two more times. My mom is constantly, like, anytime I'm sick, she'll be like, well, how's your poop? Let me see. How's your poop? She's she's on top of the poo situation. (laughs) What color is it? What's the density? (laughs) Tell me everything. Um, This was uh, when I was, I think, probably like 1920 or something like that. I was dating someone... Uh, for a very long time and i felt very 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 comfortable with them uh and i i think took the biggest shit of my life and i was so impressed that it came out of my body that i was like (laughs) you need to see this Mm, that's fair (laughs) and i yeah we've we've all had shits where it's like that is like twice the size of my arsehole and it is impressive (laughs) i've just never (laughs) just never shown anyone else I um, I, I my my showing is not on purpose. It's just accident, <laughs> and I think that's. I mean, like I've, I know I shit myself in Morocco in a water park. Mm-hmm. Um, in the so my boys saw the diarrhea water when we were in the pool. <laughs> so technically, you saw that. Uh, Jeff food poisoning. Yeah, I I um I I proper when I went to Morocco, and I'm still a little bit like this. I'm like. You know those kids on Jamie Oliver when he tries to change school dinners so that they're not junk yeah, food yeah. and they puke when they eat broccoli. I'm the kid that <laughs> eats like I want chicken nuggets three days or you know three times a day, six days a week. I don't want to eat any foreign muck, so I'm super British <laughs> like that. And uh, in, when we went to Morocco, I wouldn't eat any of the food. Couscous can kiss my ass and all of this. <laughs> and I found next to the house we were staying at, I was staying with my buddy's family. We we found a place that just sells. These things called pucadillos, uh, which were baguettes with French fries and fried eggs in it. Oh, oh my yes. god! I ate that three oh. times a day oh. for a week. <laughs> right. So at some point, I think it went to one extreme to the other. At one point, I had constipation, so I just wasn't shitting, and it was ruining everywhere we went. And then eventually, at some point, I just couldn't stop shitting. And I would just stay indoors. <laughs> yeah. And but, and then you thought, let's go to the water park. I didn't. I said, I'm <laughs> oh. not interested in any of this. I didn't want any part of this. Uh, but I couldn't <laughs> stay back. So we went to this place called Manar Park. And I was like, I'm going to shit myself. And I sat there de- like defeated. I was like, I can't. I'm, I don't want to be a part of this. They convinced me at one point to get in the pool. And then I just felt hot, hotter water than there was than the water around me. <laughs> oh. And I was like, there you go. Shit myself. You're fine. There it is. <laughs> I feel closer the, to you now, what, Raul. <laughs> what was the follow-up event to, to that? Do you just sort of su- swim away from it? Or do they sort of send people <laughs> in? Like- well, they were sweet enough not to completely scream. <laughs> it was like, we all, like the, we're, you know, we're close. We have each other's backs. So they, we all just backed yeah. away. And then I kind of managed to... I just clenched, I guess. Not that I knew what was what else could happen. I just clenched, climbed out, and and ran to one of the one of the bathrooms. I can't help but be reminded of I forget, I think it was like some reality show, maybe Big Brother. 
there is this very famous video of these people sitting in a hot tub and one of the girls, you just kind of see her like grabbing her stomach and then like she kind of shakes and the entire pool just starts filling up with this brown. Uh, is that real though? Is that a real clip? I've seen that same video. I know exactly what I've you're talking about. I've seen the clip. Yeah, I, don't, I assumed I mean, it was fake. I, I assumed it was real, although like no doubt in my mind they could have faked that, but it was, it looked pretty legit. Uh. Don't go searching for it. It's not really. I've, <laughs> I've pissed on people before, for sure. That's happened. I know I've done like, that. That's happened three times at least. In the pool? Well, I feel like if you're in no, a No, 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 in a bed. Oh. In a bed. <laughs> no, and not even, uh, wait, actually, not as part of an act. No. I've just, I, 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 the last time I did it, um, and I'm going to call him out, <laughs> my best friend Aaron, me and him were drinking in Canada until we found an after hours spot and we'd been drinking all night uh from from like eight in the evening until nine in the morning and i remember not peeing at all which i thought was really weird i was like i've been drinking for like 12 hours i've gone I, i'm not pissing what the fuck and i wasn't drunk and then when we got back to my apartment i just like the you know the evolution of man it happened yeah. as soon as i walked through the door the, the reverse of that with the with the drunk that oh all of the alcohol hit me anyway i've climbed into bed he got into bed and about an hour later i woke up pissing on the both of us <laughs> and i didn't even get up because it was i couldn't like what was i going to do it was going to create more mess if i tried to scramble so i finished yeah you got to ride it out it's like a, and, it's like a water hose yeah he was covered but he was so drunk that he didn't wake up so i left him there and i was still drunk and tired so i put a towel down over where i was wet and just finished off the sleep oh so you left him in the West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aaron. Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. Oh, Aaron. Uh, we, I, I recently heard a story from uh, our friend Chris Damaris that apparently one night he woke up and just started peeing on the floor. And the girl he was with was just like, What are you doing? You're peeing. And he's like, No, I'm not. What, what's, <laughs> what are you talking about? And he just I apparently woke up in the middle of the night and started peeing and didn't remember it until the next morning. Uh, and I don't know if there was alcohol involved. What, like sleep peeing? Done. Sleep peeing. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say that's a little worse than just being too drunk. Uh, all right, last one. Have you ever called someone the wrong name during sex? Getting the, no, all knows. I don't really... I'm not a namesayer. Like... <laughs> I don't... Just I don't like yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Yeah. There are just some names you don't like. You might have a really nice name in life, but not in the bedroom. Right. Like, I don't, who wants to I, say, I, I don't yeah, want Barbara. my name said to me. I, I, it sounds because my mum is the only one who says my name properly. Everyone has a version of it. If someone was like, yeah, Rahul. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Like, yeah, raw hole, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Make that hole raw. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. So do you say your name different to how your mum says your name? I did for weird reasons. Like uh, there was a point where it just became Raul and then I ended up saying Raul at one point, which is just not the pronunciation of my name. Uh, but the, then I ran the with it because I had my own shame. I feel uh, like I've always said Rahul. That comes up a lot, yeah, Rahul. Yeah. Um, what's what's I've, the proper one? Rahul. 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 
Yeah, it's raw as in car and then hall as in. <laughs> as in hall. As in hall. Yeah, I didn't know where I was going with that. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm not a namesayer either. Oh, yeah, Gavin. Yeah, I just, I never have been. Harder, Gavin. <laughs> and you can't yeah, abbreviate you. I don't want to. I don't want to. If if we were if we were making out, I wouldn't be like, yes, Gav, touch me down there. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some names that do not work with it. I'm trying to think of like everyone who I've slept with. What the worst one is? I can't imagine saying Barbara. <laughs> Babs. <laughs> No, it's yeah. That's a name that doesn't work. Like, no one's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Barbara, <laughs> Barbara." <laughs> no, no, thank you. It's just not. Uh, it doesn't flow off the tongue very well, very much. Uh, It'd be easier to that. find a name that does work in the bedroom. Bob. <laughs> Bob. I feel, yeah, I feel like a lot of one-syllable names yeah. can just fly out. Because yeah, because you can like people of... do the whole like, oh God, yeah, like they they say God a lot. Yeah. Oh, Steve. It's <laughs> <laughs> my brother's name. Oh. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Too like many a... syllables doesn't. Mohammed. Too many. Yeah, doesn't work. Yeah, it, I, like even like Steph versus Stephanie kind of situation. Like it's easier to be like Steph versus oh, Stephanie. I remember always enjoying the fact that my name had two syllables, specifically because it fits nicely into the happy birthday song, and you don't have to, like, <laughs> do double syllable it, or, like, chuck a bunch of stuff You don't in. have to be like, happy birthday, dear Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was fun. Thanks for sharing, guys. Uh, I expect pictures of all of your poop after this episode is done. Please and thank you. Absolutely. Uh, done. Please. Please don't tweet us photos of your poop. Uh, that might get you banned from Twitter. So <laughs> hold up. Uh, uh, let's move on to our box of issues question. This one comes from someone who submitted it anonymously. Um, and for those of you watching who don't know, and Raul, you're new to the show, we have people submit questions to the box of issues of things that they're going through and just want some advice. And as a reminder, none of us are experts on anything. So uh, take our advice with a grain of salt but still enjoy. Um, all right, so Anonymous writes, Hi, longtime fan. I am a 22-year-old male who is kinda in a slump in the dating world. As of writing this, I have been turned down 18 times in a row. Not a huge deal, but it does lower my confidence quite a bit. I wanted to ask if any of you have experienced anything like this, and if so, any advice on how I could build that confidence back up. It's hard thinking I'm attractive and staying positive when each girl I talk to turns me down or stops talking within the week. Much appreciated, and thank you for the quality content the show has made for years. Thank you, Anonymous. Not in a shitty way, but one thing you could do is stop counting. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. 18 yeah, is a very specific number. You should get that. Stop doing that. That can't yeah, be better good for, for your self-esteem. Psych- yeah, exactly. Stop, stop counting. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Absolutely. Uh, because that only, like, when it does happen, you're just like, all right, 19. And it gets in your head because you're thinking about every other 17 times someone has turned you down before that. Uh, yeah, they yeah, are not, like they are not related. Right. I feel like it's good advice to stop counting. and I, I also not worry about it too much. Uh, you'll get older and funnier and more experienced. And that, that kind of thing, I feel like, does get easy. 
I feel like the only advice I usually give is don't be, don't tum, don't come across too strong or be pushy and yeah, yeah don't be like forceful with it. I, 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 sorry, Carol. One of the reasons why I, I saw this question and I wanted to pick it particularly for this episode um, is because Gavin, I know that you've talked about in the past, you know, before you were in a committed relationship, your fear of rejection. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I pretty much would just like. <laughs> just wait a really long time until I had a nice enough vibe with someone where <laughs> I could I could definitely know I wouldn't get rejected sort of thing. <laughs> I would never put myself out there just, you know, with someone I'd, I'd not known very long because I was absolutely terrified of rejection. Yeah, and um, I, I, I will commend this anonymous person for even putting themselves out there so much. Uh, and I think that's really commendable because there's a lot of people, even Gavin, who... Uh, wouldn't do that very often because of the fear of rejection. So. It's scary. Yeah, it's so yeah, scary. Yeah, I, I, um, <clears throat> I was the last person in my social group to lose their virginity. I didn't actually date anyone until I was twenty-three. Mm. Um, my rejections up until I was in my early twenties was just constant. I and I suffered with confidence issues. Um I had my first kiss at like 18, 19. Um uh and it I mean I could have counted. I mean my cold streak was probably <laughs> 40 or something like that. Like it it was just and it became a, it became an issue and it really affected me. Um and then honestly it, it took a buddy of mine to take me out and we we started to go out more often. And just to ha start having conversation instead of trying to like, um, it's weird. I just, I, for me, things changed when I started to just l forget about the pickup side of it and the hookup mm. and learn to just have a fun conversation with someone uh, to be, yeah. I, and not be, it's not about being brave enough to ask someone out, but be brave enough to be funny and just let the, your true self show and be charming. Don't and, and and I used to also do this thing where, whenever I liked someone, liking them was made you feel so vulnerable, that and insecure that you would stop being yourself and start projecting a version of what you think that person wants. Mm -hmm. So you and <clears throat> um. And I was definitely doing that. So the guy that was actually doing the asking out or the guy that fancied the girl at drama school or this thing wasn't me. It was this Anakin Skywalker incel, <laughs> you know, harass, like, I'll never stop until I find you and all of this crap. That's not me. And I wasn't like that with my friends. And the type of humor I had wasn't translating to people I liked. And I, when I was able to stop that, when I was able to forget about the end goal, and just start being myself. And it sounds so cheesy, but when I was able to just cut through the bullshit and then the guy that my buddies got was the guy that the girl at the bar got, that's where it changed for me. And that's where I was able to find my confidence. And that's where I started making real connections with people. Yeah, wow. That's a great shout. Yeah, that's a, that's a great um, piece of advice. Um, we talk about it on the show a lot too, because we get a lot of questions about you know, people dealing with rejection or, um, you know, not having people reciprocate their interest. And I think when you go into a situation with a certain intention, it might alter 
again, like who you're portraying yourself as and, and the kind of person that you're um, displaying to that person that you're trying to hit on or, or date or whatever it is. Um, and I, I feel like, especially the person who wrote in, clearly you're, you're very focused in on finding someone to date and, you know, counting every time you've been turned down and focusing on the negative in that situation is not going to be healthy for you. And it's also going to feel like every interaction you have with someone you're interested in is going to be riddled with that crippling anxiety over will they reject me? Will they not? How can I really be myself? And if you just let go a little bit and don't go into certain situations with the intention of this potentially being a relationship of just like Roel said, just I just want to be myself and like meet people and just kind of let go a little bit and the right person will eventually come along. Uh, there's a great quote that I won't remember exactly, but it's essentially, if it passes by you, it's not for you. And if someone it does not show interest or rejects you for whatever reason, don't put that on yourself. Just say this person wasn't right for me. This person clearly isn't interested. That's not my fault. That's because there's something that they're looking for that I don't necessarily have or can provide. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are so many, when we don't put those kind of pressures on anything else, you know, like when you walk into a club, how many people do you talk to, really? Like, how many people did you become friends with? How many people look like the type of people you want to fucking chill with? <laughs> yeah. But you don't then, you know what I mean? When you walk out, you don't go, oh, you know, no one wanted to be my friend out of those 200 people. Like, you don't put those kind of pressures on yourself because you understand that, like, that's not for me. Those people aren't my people. I don't know. that. Like, but when it comes to the dating world, it only it becomes so raw and personal and everyone is yeah. against you. And, and I did that, man. And it's it's not to say that you're, there's something wrong with you. It's just you, you're being a bit unkind to yourself, man. Like mm -hmm. you're putting way too much pressure on yourself to like stop, forget the end goal. It's, it's, that's what's crippling you. Not everyone is the one and it's not, you know what I mean? Sorry, Gavin. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm always just blown away by people who have the courage to just like, oh, I'm sick of where I am right now. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go somewhere else. And they just go somewhere without any connections yet. Like it's not for a job. It's not for anyone else. They just go there as an adult and then have to make friends. I don't know how that's done. <laughs> like how do, how, how do you be like, well, I'm not going to meet anyone at work or, you know, anywhere. I just, I guess I'll just go out and <laughs> try and meet whoever. How does yeah. that work? That's insane to me that people can do that. That oh, is God, yeah. having a lot of courage. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I like, again, I'm commending this person so much for putting themselves out there because that's not easy. That's not easy to do. Meryl, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I literally just breathed in. Well, and I was like, a piece of spit got stuck in my throat. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, this guy's, what is it? He said he's 22. I'm reading 22. That. Excuse me. <clears throat> Email over again. But, um, Gosh, you are so young. Uh, you know, even now, I mean, I'm 28 years old and I still realize how, like, young I am. And um, it's just, I mean, you can get you can get really lost in, in this kind of stuff, but I think Rose said it best. Like, you just need to be kind to yourself because you've got nothing but time. And I think um, when you go into something, like, <clears throat> expecting things to turn out a certain way and they don't, it's super, super disheartening. Um, and like, 
you're younger. You're not, you don't need to get married tomorrow. Like you don't need to, um, you know, kind of fulfill this like societal pressure of like, okay, I need to have a girlfriend or I need to do these things. Like there's so much more you can experience in life. And like when you meet someone who you actually want to be with and they want to be with you, then it'll, it'll work itself out. But like, Mm -hmm. I think putting your, putting so much pressure on this is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's just insane. And there's like, yeah, I mean, go ahead. I was going to say also too, like, we don't know contextually how he is approaching people and like what kind of, um, personality you're showing to them or intentions rather in terms of like are you coming on really strong in terms of hey i'm looking i'm looking for a long-term relationship or i'm looking for a girlfriend and that that could scare off people very quickly uh especially if you're just getting to know people or if they don't know too much about you um it could come off very strong and that could be really off-putting so i think also being aware of the pressure you're putting on the people that you are talking to uh and not letting a relationship potentially develop and seeing if it's right, right off the bat. Yeah. I, there's, it's, it's everything you want to tell someone to do in those situations. It feels, it feels kind of like when you, like you said, you, we have, we don't really have context to, to like what type of person they're, they're being and what kind of vibe they're putting out. And are they going into this situation expecting something like, you know, long-term also, where are you doing? Where is this 18 projections happening? You're 23 mm. years old, so you're not at school. You're not at college, I assume. So you, are you talking about bars and clubs? Are you talking about, have you asked 18 different people out in your office? What, like, for, again, it's one of those things, like, I know that a lot of people, and that's the other thing, <clears throat> when I had issues, everyone became wanted to give me advice. Everyone was like, no, dude, what you want to do is like, you want to act like you don't care about them. And then you get someone else who'd be like, you know, just get the number and stuff, just get with the physical things. And then like, usually like they can sense that, you know, they want to keep you around. So that's why they want to keep you in a relationship. I, I, you just had all sorts of bullshit. And it wasn't until, again, it was one of those things. It's just all about, all about truth because it wasn't until I started to meet people in places I wanted to be uh like that's where i i was developing relationships and friendships with like-minded people uh, uh you know what i'm you know what i'm trying to say like oh absolutely yeah. if you're if, if 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 you love i don't fucking know if you if you, you can't love see me movies, but i'm nodding oh okay there you go yeah like if you love <laughs> if you love movies and stuff like that like and that's and it's your passion and it's your life i promise you meeting someone else who shares that same passion is going to create such a strong bond Mm -hmm. just root like if you if that's what you're looking for if you're looking for a meaningful relationship fight like start with the friendship man start with similar interests start with something that you share it it really it's it's just far more solid and it's just far more real and meaningful and then um, you fuck and then you fuck <laughs> if you just want to fuck there are a you lot of ways you can wet. just fuck like there you know what yeah. i mean there's there's a lot of options out there depending on what state you're in and what the laws are <laughs> like <laughs> do you know yeah and uh, uh of course consent uh from both sides of course which goes without saying yeah absolutely just go without saying yeah yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for your question anonymous good luck to you and again as we said stop counting yeah big takeaway stop focusing on the negative
Um, all right, well, let's wrap it up with a question that I have for all you guys. This being the last episode of, I think, season 10? We're in season 10? Oh, it's the wow. season finale. Oh, season 10, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like friends. It is. Uh, I would love to know what is something on your bucket list? It's an interesting group to ask you because you guys have experienced a lot in life. Um, a lot of stuff that I think uh, many people don't get to experience. So I'm very curious to to see what you guys still still have on there. That old bucket list. Uh, I mean, mine's an easy one. Uh, my bucket list thing was to be in Star Wars. Like <gasps> that was So when I saw Star Wars as a kid, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to be in Star Wars. So I became an actor to be in Star Wars. Um, but then by the time I finished drama school, there was no more Star Wars. <laughs> so the timings didn't work out very well. I didn't, I didn't plan ahead of my, you know. Um, and so ultimately everything I've ever done, everything I've created uh, has, has, has always been to, to, to do. Yeah. <laughs> I picked that up too. Are you guys I, up? Yeah, I, I for sure have three of, three of those discs I are on a coffee table um, <laughs> with my tea on it. But yeah, but I, yeah, I love the 4K box set. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, my, that's my ultimate bucket. I mean, there are things, obviously, it's like go to Japan. And, um, yeah. but, but, but the ultimate one, the one I, you know, I have to do before I die is, is that. So, hmm. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Easy, yeah. Easy. No problem. Uh, what about you, Gab? Um, I would love to work on a James Bond film. Mm. To do a bit of slow mo on a Bond would be absolute top of the top of the list there, and to have a baby. Oh, oh <laughs> Gavin! <Yeah. laughs> start crying again. You, so you want you want be a daddy? <laughs> yeah, at oh, some Papa. point. I just don't know when that would be. Yeah, yeah. It's all all about timing with that kind of thing, and. Uh, I think a lot of people tend to have kids or, or jump into that thing without fully being 100% ready. Uh, and I, I feel like that is something that you will do responsibly. And I have the utmost faith that, faith that you will be a great father. Uh, oh. That kid will be a little menace. Be <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> um, for me, it's all travel. Um, I... I feel like I've accomplished a lot more in my life than I thought I would ever get to, um, even to a small extent, like getting to direct something. I've gotten to direct some RT shorts here at Rooster Teeth and uh, I've gotten to write. Uh, I think writing a book would be a pretty cool experience. The question is, I don't know what the hell I would write about. So that would be <laughs> step one. Bucket uh, list. But yeah, <laughs> bucket, I'll write a book. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think uh, ultimately, though, for me, I just want to experience more of the world before I go. Um, Japan is definitely up there. I've never been to Japan. Um, never been to France. I've never been to Greece. There's there's tons of places, especially in Europe, that I still want to visit and experience to the full extent. So to me, it's just seeing the world and seeing different cultures and meeting different people and taking in as much as I can before. I can't anymore. <laughs> Just off the off the back of that, I'm I'm super proud of 
myself and Gavin for when you said France was on your bucket list that us neither of us two made a face or said anything <laughs> negative about the French. Yeah, nobody booed. Like, we didn't do anything. I was like, is Gavin going to do it or am I? Is someone going to go, oh. it's, it's just in like the British thing to do that. I'm genuinely surprised that you haven't been to Paris. Yeah, it's that is one place that I wanted to go my entire life that I still have never gotten the opportunity yeah. to do. I mean, and, bitch, uh, I've been I, to Paris. <laughs> it ain't yeah. that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been to a lot. I, I've been to a lot of places yeah, that I think a lot of people never get to go to. I went to Israel when I was, I think, twenty years old, and that was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had in my life. And um, I know a lot, a lot of people get the opportunity to travel to Israel, so the, for that, I'm really grateful for. But yeah, there are places that are like, oh, how have you not been to Paris? Out of yeah. all places, of course, like. As, especially with us where we travel a lot and we go to a lot of different countries for events and conventions and things of that nature. Uh, Trevor is screaming something about buttholes in the room. Okay, I was me. like, who is that? <laughs> On my end, it almost sounded like a little girl. <laughs> I, I, I was honestly like, found has. that a, a lot of my favorite trips have been to places that weren't necessarily on my bucket list. Like stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, places where I was like, I probably, I don't think I ever would have gone there, but damn, it was amazing. And I, maybe that's a part of it is because you didn't expect it. Austin? Austin. I, I, I mean, why am I in Austin? How did I get here? I, I never grew up thinking, oh, I'll get to Texas. I'm with you. I, 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 I never expected I'd ever bother to go to, like, Texas, Austin. It was like, because it's, it, you know, you, you, unfortunately, you just bunch it. It's, it's the big, it's New York, LA. Like, you just grab yeah. at the sort of easy stuff. And then we, were, we went did South by Southwest, and then that became one of my favorite little trips when we were in Austin. And, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I I'm also, with you, the ones you one of my yeah. most memorable trips was uh, Pushkar, India, which I, I don't know, I never would have been there if it wasn't for that documentary we made. But it was, it was just such an amazing experience. And I feel like yeah. a, lot of, a lot of life's bucket list stuff, you don't know it's on the list until, uh, until you're crossing it off. It's very, oh, so wise. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <Mufasa>. so wise. <laughs> what about you, uh, Miss Merle? Oh man, what's in that bucket? Um, I, I, traveling, of course. Um, just I think you know, da Gavin said being a dad, and I think uh, you know, with everything that's kind of going on in the world right now and how crazy it is, I think about like I want to have kids, but then I also think about like, you know, is it fair to bring a child into the world that we're living in right now? Like, is the situation going to get better? Is it going to get worse? Like. I was talking to my girlfriend last night and I was like, where do we go? Like, where should we move to New Zealand? Because that seems to be the only fucking place right now that like somewhat Dude, has their shit together. I'm like, I want to retire in New Zealand at this yeah. point. It's it seems like a, a different planet over there. Yeah. How but the grass incredible. is always greener. I mean, they had not to True. bum it down, but they had the shootings in Christchurch. happen. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. But then um, like immediately banned a, uh, assault rifles, right? They did. Absolutely, yeah. they did. I just, I, I think, like, uh, what you were saying about, um, is it fair to bring a child into the world when, when things, I don't think it's fair to deprive yourself of something you want. Mm. Because sure. there'll never be a right time. Like, right. in the 80s, when I was born, um, that, you know, it was during the Thatcher years. <clears throat> and, like, my parents, who were working class, bringing in a, another brown face into the world, could have argued that too, but they didn't, and I'm sure they don't regret it. And yeah. so, I, 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 
I don't think you should ever deprive yourself of something that's going to give you joy. I yeah. I and I yeah. I I hope that I meant that in a positive way. Like oh no, absolutely. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think anyone's think... going to be like, oh, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think after, you know, having that conversation with her and just kind of being like feeling a little helpless, uh, you know, she she kind of, she said, she was like, you know, we have the opportunity, like when we do decide to have kids, to raise really good people and to make sure that we are doing our best to to raise people who are smart and empathetic and um, who care about the world and who care about injustice and who are like, actively speaking out on it she's like we have like if we want to have children we have the opportunity to do that and like mold good people into this world so that hopefully not only do we help in making the world a better place but like we set it up for them to be better for them to continue doing that work so that is one of the things on my bucket list to hopefully um one day have kids and look at them and be like holy shit this is a really cool person who is like actively um doing things right now to make the world a better place. I cannot even begin to imagine how much you are going to cry when you have <laughs> oh God. a child. Oh, God. You're going to be a mess. Yeah. It's going to be so great. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I don't, yeah, I don't even want to begin to think about it. <laughs> <Get emotional. laughs> I feel like now I've wasted my answer. I threw it away with fucking Star Wars. And, and then Mary was talking super- about, you know, creating better human beings for society you guys talking about travel with born the minds so i was like yeah i want to hey, be what rebellions are built on hope what taught us that <laughs> fuck it yeah i want to i'll do it i'll fuck it i'll yeah kid i'll do a kid i'll do a kid solve world hunger there you uh, go <laughs> and uh world peace for everybody this uh, generation and the next has a lot of work to do in yeah. terms of yeah, making they got a lot of cleanup. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of cleanup to do. God. Uh, well, thank you guys for your answers on that. That was wonderful. Um, and before we wrap up the show, since we are in quarantine, um, we like to do a thing now and always open where we all go around and recommend something to the audience that you are watching or reading or listening to, whether it's a podcast or a movie, show, whatever you um, are enjoying these days, uh, and recommend it to the audience. So, uh, Raul, do you have anything that you'd like to recommend? Um, there's, yeah, there's so many wonderful things I watched. Uh, the obvious one was The Last Dance, um, mm. the Michael Jordan documentary, uh, just fired me up, um, super inspirational, um, made me hold a mirror up to myself and look at how lazy I've been with my own career and, and, and my, and, and check my work ethic. Um, and right now, obviously like, um, it's, it's hard to find motivation, uh, Mm, being mm -hmm. locked up. Um, and, uh, yeah, what would, what would Michael do is, is kind of it, that kept sort of coming up, uh, during the documentary. And yeah, so the last dance is, um, is, is what I would recommend. Uh, and I was also just yeah. playing FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> it's so on brand. <laughs> what about you, Meryl? What, what would you recommend to the um, piece? I'm going to recommend a person. Um, oh. And her name is Rachel Cargill. Cargill? Cargill? It's C-A-R-G-L-E. Um, she's basically this badass uh, academic writer, lecturer, um, an activist who's being very vocal right now and um just telling people a lot of ways that they can help with kind of the current state of the world um with uh you know police brutality and all of these things 
Um, she's extremely well-spoken and really, really smart and has a lot of um, kind of uncomfortable subjects to talk about, but I think progress is uncomfortable. And um, and anyway, so she's she's on Instagram. She has a really good talk um, on like feminism. Um, I think it's a TED talk. I can't exactly remember, but her name is Rachel Cargill. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. And uh, she's saying some really good shit right now. So go go check it out. Um, I'm going to recommend, this is going to be a little different this week, I'm going to recommend uh, a TikTok user. <laughs> uh, someone I've been following. Um, her name is, it's Caitlin Hello. Her name is Caitlin Riley. She has been posting these amazing one-person like character sketches on TikTok. She does a lot of like, <laughs> like Southern mom or uh, she does like a, I guess it would be called like a wasp mm. mom. <laughs> um, and it's so funny. And it just amidst all the craziness of the world, it's just nice to see someone just making you laugh and being so <laughs> on point with their character sketches. So definitely recommend her. If you do have TikTok, go check her out. She's very funny. And I aspire to be more like her in my comedy. So go check her out. What about you, Gavin? Uh, Bad Boys 1 and 2, uh, the 4K <laughs> box set, uh, Absolute Bayhem. <laughs> Did you just have that on hand? <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of trying to sort out all my physical media at the moment, so it's all just strewn out, and I thought, what would be a funny one to pick up? I've never seen Bad Boys 1 or 2. I know, I know, I get the same. Yeah. Uh, never seen Bad Boys. If you ever I've watch saw- Bad Boys 2, I'd love to be there with you doing so. Oh, okay. You guys should have a virtual date night. <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs> you watch it. I uh, I just saw Bad Boys for Life in theaters before uh, all this started happening. That was the last film and you saw in the cinema before quarantine. It? No, that couldn't have been it. <clears throat> it, <clears throat> it might have been. <laughs> I think mine might have been Sonic. Oh, <laughs> I think I've got you beat. Mine was Cats, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I still want to see Sonic. I haven't seen it yet. I think it's available now on streaming services. Yeah, it right? went straight. Yeah. It went straight there. We were. Yeah. We. I also saw the Invisible Man just before quarantine. How was um, that? It was good. My uh, the uh, my co-star on the Haunting of Blind Manor is plays the Invisible Man on the movie. So I wanted to see it to support Oliver. Um. Uh. But yeah, it was it was good fun. Really good fun. That also just went because it was I think hit by the lockdown straight to streaming almost immediately. Um, but yeah, pretty good. Your show's not out yet, is it on Netflix? The Haunting? No, no, not yet. No, just, um, yeah, just there's only season one right now. Wonderful. Well, great recommendations, everyone. I, uh, I'm going to check all of those things out tonight. I've been meaning to watch that Michael Jordan documentary for the last couple of weeks. I've heard nothing but good things. So I'll watch that first and then maybe Bad Boys <laughs> 1 and 2 afterwards. Also, play, play, uh, play Gears 5. It's a very good game as well. Gears 5. Yeah. It's all right, yeah. I, re- I Honestly, I loved it. I DM'd you as soon as I finished. I was like, I bloody just love your character. I don't know if it's because it's just interesting to have a Brit in the mix of all that. It was just class. I loved it. I, I really, that means a lot to me because I don't feel that way. Like, really? With all, oh, yeah, with all due respect to like, I think, it, you know, I know that they're super proud of the character and stuff, but I'm very insecure about it. Like, to me, you've got like Laura Bailey and everyone doing these amazing performances. 
And then this dickhead's going, what, yeah, fucking... And it just, in my ears, I'm like, what have I done? I feel terrible. Um, no, it was great. But, and I actually, I forgot that you'd... When, when, you were, when you were in Achievement Hunter making videos with us, you told us, and I'd completely forgotten. So when it came out, I'd forgotten did you I forgot. Did I break my end? Did I break my end? Yeah, we can we can cut this bit if you want. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you did. You told us, and I, and I played it. I was like, oh yeah. Oh, well, shit. you didn't say when you. Told no, no, no. I think it had been announced. I think it. I think it okay. had been. I, I think by the time I went on Achievement Hunt, uh, yeah. It, okay. Mm, well, it hadn't been what? announced actually. No, I. That was. But that's fine. I can tell friends. Yeah, you didn't okay. tell anyone, okay. so I was right. Yeah. I didn't tell no one, and I forgot. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome well thank you guys so much uh for joining us on this episode and everyone watching thank you so much for 10 incredible um unforgettable seasons of always open we could not have made the show without you and your support and all the love you've given us has truly been life-changing and um yeah we'll have more information coming soon but just know we love you and thank you so much for 10 seasons and We'll be doing a post show with these guys too, so we're not completely done done. Uh, and we'll see you when we see you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>